How about Sean sitting in the very front now? Yeah, Look so Sean says you can sleep better in the front row. Is that what it is? is I think. See, so you're in. Oh, because he's past you. You're outside of his peripheral vision. He can't see you there. He's I like think. A, he's I, like a Tyrannosaurus. Plus, he can't all see the way you up. <laughs> all the way up front. If I fall asleep in the back, my head hits the pew in front of me. All the way up, worst case scenario, you lay on the floor. Well, that no, people think you're just doing an altar call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, he does, that's what he does in the back, because he's in the back, and he's like, uh, he stretches his arms out, like, puts his face on the back of the pew, and I'm just like. You know, I fell asleep at the kitchen table twice this week. This my week kid, alone? My kids think it's so funny. Yeah, it's a summertime thing. It's really hot. I'm outside working all day. Exhausted. Come home, eat dinner. The air conditioner is right behind me while I'm eating dinner. And I just put my head down, because I'm waiting for the kids to eat. Otherwise, I'll leave the room and they'll throw their food everywhere. So I'm waiting for the kids to eat, and I just put my head down, and I fall right You have good night. kids. I'm going to have to throw it soon. What, the fan? No, his little nah. saying. Oh. Dave's little, Dave's little saying. He's, he's warning me that we're, we're going to trademark his little saying coming up. Oh, what, what is it? Saying. I don't know what you say. Go now or something? Oh, wait. Oh, now time or something time about time? Do you forget the saying? Well, you put me on the spot. I didn't say that. <laughs> Yeah, We've been locked for ten minutes. We've Quick, been on watch the, the last one. Quick, yeah, watch the last, the last one. Last one. What did I say? <laughs> that should be your job. Uh, yeah, yeah, Andres. Somebody's got to do it. Andres always sits the same Let's way. Get just it same way. Yeah, just chills. All right, seven o'clock. Let's do this. Let's start the show. I don't know what my saying is, but let's do it. That works. <laughs> much the studio looks great jason was in here working and working he painted everything for us well he had a lot of practice last week when he painted it blue yeah yeah he painted the wrong color last week so yeah we, we made him repaint it let me know when he says something <laughs> but there's there's so many changes right now i don't need these for right now so so he did the logo i don't know if you guys can see that but jason did that logo for us it looks awesome we are so happy. Next week, I'm sure the studio will look different somehow, because if you go back to all the episodes, every single show has been with a different studio. God is good. We have no idea where we're going to uh, be next week. We were talking about possibly taking it on the road for a couple years and just... We got our RV outside. Yeah, we got an RV that the pastor bought for us, so I'm just that waiting for nice the... That was nice to him to donate that to the prodigal sons. He's a beautiful man. That was. We asked for donations last week. Pastor P came through. That's so, awesome. We need some cash to put some fuel in it. But other than that. <laughs> uh, you know, we can put a sign on the side of it as we drive cash for Christ. Cash for Christ. Cash for Christ. Cash for Christ. We just do cash for clunkers because that's what we are. Just Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm young-ish. So there's a couple things that we're doing differently this week. So we are trying to focus more on you, the content. So we are no longer watching ourselves like we did every single episode before this. We had a screen, we were able to watch the comments. Right now, Sean has the only laptop. Sean is in charge of all the comments. Sean is gonna respond if he finds your comment worthy enough to be aired. Sean will air it to us. So and also, if you want your comment to be aired and you didn't, blame that guy. Blame, yeah, so, if you so really want Sean. to be aired, capitalize it, call it out to me. But I do wanna welcome Randy Bainbridge. Betty says hello, guys. Uh, Amin said what's happening. 
So. All right, all right, all right. So, today we get the pleasure. I'm excited. I haven't heard much of it, but I heard it's an amazing one to talk about my brother Elijah's life, what the Lord has done in his life, and we get to hear his testimony today. So, I am super, super excited for you, brother. And next week, something that has never been seen before the prodigal sons. Can you guess it? Do I gotta wait the 20 seconds till I? Yeah, you gotta wait till they're delayed. Okay, yeah, so they don't even know that you said we're, it. Yet. We're, we're, so, so for uh, for you that are listening to us on podcast, there's a twenty second delay on our lives. So Why don't you just ask tell the them? question? All right, so here it is. <laughs> there is going. Go ahead, Elijah. No, was, no, you're good. He you're was good. just following you up. That's all he was trying to. So, so you, you guys have heard of the Jackson Five. We no. got the Prodigal Sons Five next week. We got that wasn't a good one. No. No, 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 no. That was terrible. I failed. I wish we I thought of that on the spot. I didn't write it down. Good. I didn't write it I mean, down. I just, it just popped in, so I figured it was funny. It should have popped out. It yeah, should have popped, popped out. out. Faster than it came in. It All right. Well, then there's gonna be five Prodigal Sons here next week. Tito or, will be joining. Tito. Tito. Tito will be. Tito will be joining us next week on the Prodigal Sons. He's come back. Who's Michael? He's come back home. You're my coach. I got the nose for it. <laughs> so, that being said, we have extended Elijah's. But he's only week to week right now. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we offered him a 10-year, $45 contract. We were inspired by Pat Mahomes' contract. So, we offered him 10 years, $45. He's thinking about it. He's kicking it around. Yeah. I need some incentives. We, well, there's, there's pizza involved. Every there's Tuesday, pizza. there's pizza. Yeah, That's a pretty food. big one. Last week, KFC was in there. If that happens from time to time, I might... Listen, How about once the a year not wide enough for every week, but every once in a while we can throw in a little KFC and Taco Bell. With coleslaw. There was yeah. coleslaw. Nobody ate it. I had to take it home. Really? I ate it myself. I would have eaten the whole thing. If I, Mash- I had to take a whole thing of mashed potatoes home. No, you can have that. I like the way you threw the budget in there again on air. That's nice. It, yeah. it was really yeah. slick. The I like it. Is... That budget. The budget Real is low. Real fast, before, <laughs> before we get off topic, how can our viewers listen to us other than Facebook Live? So you can listen to us, uh, you know, uh, put me on the spot here. <laughs> Let me think about it. No, so if you want to listen to us on your uh, morning commute and make you consider, you know, not commuting in the morning or ripping your radio out of the dashboard it or whatever. It might inspire people to find jobs closer to home. <laughs> I think it might, it, might, it might convince you to start working from home is what it might do. But uh, Spotify? Uh, Apple Music, anywhere you get your favorite podcast, we are on all of them. Just search Prodigal Sons. You YouTube as well, right? Yeah, YouTube. YouTube. You can also YouTube go to the, well. way, the Facebook page and you can watch any of the videos anytime. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, 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 big thank you to Sarah, our producer, for getting us on all those platforms. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you, sir. So thank you to her, and, and thank you to our Savior, because when we first started, I guess, I wish you guys would have been in the studio with us. We had no clue, and now we're on different platforms, and we're like, we still come a long way. We didn't even know how to get on Facebook Live to start. Yeah. Well, that's why we got somebody else on everything. <laughs> we're everywhere. We don't even know. Can I tell you guys about a miracle? What happened this week? I love miracle stories. Okay, this is a legit miracle. It's kind of funny, but it's a legit miracle. This actually happened. So... Last week, uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but Tom gave his testimony. I was pretty touched by it. And I remember he just kept saying, all I want is to be more, all I want is more Jesus in my life. All I want. And you know what? I was a little convicted about that. And I said, I've been kind of wrapped up in a lot of busy work lately. So I said, what I want to do is I want to start reading my Bible more, more consistently. And for me, that's in the morning. That's waking up at 5, 5.30, spending half an hour before I do anything else. Um, 
But since COVID started, uh, Lisa's been working all nights. Well, she worked nights before that anyway, but Lisa works nights. And so I have all the kids. And I have I run two businesses. If you're not familiar with what I do for a living, I have two businesses, and they both involve um, now the kids. So they come with me to both jobs. Uh, and the thing about my kids is they're very much like me. As soon as you make a noise in the house, they're up. Uh, crack of dawn, they get up. And so I remember I that I think it was Monday night. I was going to sleep, and I said, "All right, God, you want me?" Now Tuesday night it would have been because you gave your testimony on Tuesday. I said, God, you want me to have quiet time tomorrow? Keep them quiet. <laughs> I said, that's the deal I'll make with you. I'll get up and I'll, I'll read my Bible and I'll have my, uh, my morning devotions. But, but I was like, God, my kids have never, ever slept in the morning after I wake up. Our rooms are right next to each other. I wake up, I'm out of bed, they're out of bed. And I just remember thinking as I drifted off to sleep, I was like, I was like, well, he shut the mouth of the lions, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it shut the eyes of my kids. And uh, all week. All week. All week. They didn't wake up until after I came back inside from being out on the porch reading my Bible. So, Amen. all week. Amen. Amen. That's so, awesome. That's uh, awesome. If you need to keep your kids asleep, there's always been a drill. There's also prayer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I didn't say that out loud, did I? <laughs> Bev Dario says hi. I want to say hey, welcome to my brother Rick. Hey, Bev. Was that Rick. says hello? Rick, was that? Was that? that? Who? I'm going to butcher this last name, Boynton. Oh, that's my cousin. She says, look at my cousin with a bunch of smiley heart faces and prayer. I love her. I love my cousin to death. So welcome to the show, Alicia. Hey, man, that's I'm awesome. Family. Let me, uh, family we got the news this week. Well, let me make sure I got everything in the uh, intro. Uh, logo, thanks, Jay. New setup, Jason, Facebook, Sean, yeah, that was that uh, well, uh, so the news is going to be a little bit different this week. Uh-oh. So I was online, and I was Googling, That's and I came on this article that says 35-year-old breaks world record. I'm like, well, what is world record that you oh, call, right? No. So the world record is how many wet smacks to the face. <laughs> All right, wet smack to the face. What's a wet smack? A wet smack to the face is when someone throws, <laughs> yeah, whoosh, no, that's not a wet smack to the face. Oh, a wet not? smack to All the right. face is a wet sponge to the face. Okay, so it's got to be a wet sponge thrown at your face. All right? The you record before the record? he broke it was 76 in 60 seconds. Oh. Who was throwing it? Nolan Ryan? Okay. <laughs> Randy Johnson? He just broke the record. 35-year-old, his name is David Rush. He broke it he in must be 92 in 60 seconds. Wait, did, he, did somebody throw them at his face or did he do it so himself? Like? The way it works is you have a bucket of sponges. Okay, you got a bucket of sponges and let's suppose you're standing there and you got two people involved and you start throwing the sponges on the face. Okay, so I want to challenge the prodigal sons on one show oh, for geez. us to go ahead and try to break the 92, because I believe... How many microphones can we short out in 60 I seconds? believe that we can break the record on the prodigal sounds <laughs> no of 92 wet no smacks way. to the face. So I want to pray about this, but I definitely challenge my brothers that two of us... Who took the time to write this article? Need to step so up <laughs> and let's do this on prodigal sons. And, and please... Tell Sean, because we can't see what a great idea that is. Alicia commented, and I'm, I'm thinking, she said, nope, I don't play like that. So I'm assuming she's responding to the 
wet smacks in the face. Because <laughs> she, cause she probably doesn't know yet exactly what it is. Yeah, she's probably still yeah. thinking. But this is wet smacks. Don't do it, cuz. It's just <laughs> I'm, it's, it's, I'm with you. I watched the video. That's, that's some weird stuff. Weird. I watched the video. You we can hit, work on a, hit wet a, a record-breaking thing. There's I'll tell you what's going on with your life. that you guys have to watch that video. Tama, 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 I'll tell you what. I'm not volunteering to. Be, I, I, Jason, wait, wait. Jason, look, Jason, I'm get, to you. Yeah, get Jason, Tito. Comment. You and Tito. Tito. You and Tito get to it. Great. Tito, so comment. my brother nominates me. That's well, great. listen. Perfect. But see, here's the thing. I just need someone with quick hands. But guess what? I'll but guess what? So Jason did respond. Jason said, Tom can take them and I'll throw them. Ooh. I don't, I don't think I can throw that fast. I'll take it. That's fine. Well, it's. Yeah, you guys can work that out. We'll talk about it. If you guys really want to see it, vote yes for Tom. That was horrible. Vote yes for Tom, yes for Jason. Don't make Guys, it happen. name and who you want in this on the comments. Name. So if you want Dave, put Dave. We should. Name. Re- I mean, not that record, but we should try to go for a record on we this We should. Show. I think that would be fun. It'd be cool to have. I mean, Something. I don't know. Is, is Guinness Book like a real thing anymore? I mean, yeah, there's a lot is, of records out This there. guy, so, so David Rush has 150 world records that he broke. But they're all like that. I mean, it's like. <laughs> but they're fun. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so I hold this pen for four should, years. Basically, your face is a wet sponge going at your face. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Nobody's into it except for Tom. So Nobody's into it in the, in the audience. The, no. The audience? You guys um, don't think that's fine? Other than you and Jay, I think that's about the only two that are really. Tom considered. just brought up a good one. He said, "Hold a pen for four yeah, years." Yeah, I will hold a pen for four years. I'm sure I got in the Guinness just, Book of World Records. Tom's got a pen in his hand. Keep going. There you go. You look like Norman Bates, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, Bonnie, yes, thanks to Jason, we do have newly painted walls. Jay put the symbol on the back. What? I got taken. My story got taken out. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing that story. Was there more to that story? No, there can't be any more to that story. It was bad enough. Did you have more to add? Wet smacks. Do you just Google I do. Like the first I do. thing that shows up on I do Google? have one more thing to add. Oh, I know. Um, so and this is You couldn't have played us a cat video I, or something? I got, I got a question for you guys. And, and I told this person in? that I would bring this up, so I'm going to bring it up. It's for, it's for Amin. Is Amin on there? Amin did say he was Okay, in. so do you guys know the difference between Sprinkles and Jimmy's? Yeah, they're the same. They're the same? They're the same. Or is I, there a difference? I, thought, I or think is there, I, I know what the distinction is, right. but I call them all they, They're all you the same. You call them all Jimmy's. In the, in the city, Mr. Softy rolls up. I want a vanilla cone with Jimmy's. Now, somebody told me once that Jimmy's is like a racist term for sprinkles. Is that? Is, is there any truth I don't know to who that? you were talking to. Well, somebody I, said that's like an old racist way. <laughs> so, so the yeah. thing is that, and I don't know, I don't know anything. So I just want to put that out. Ever there. since then, but I've I, never I, said I anything heard, and, and I don't know what he's saying, <laughs> but I heard that the chocolate ones were the Jimmy's. You know what? That, that's why I said it you know, was but I would, You know what? If I ever, which I totally don't like, but if I ever wanted chocolate sprinkles, I'd say I want chocolate sprinkles. I wouldn't say. I mean, I would say I want chocolate jimmies. I would. Yeah. It was that's either rainbow jimmies or chocolate to yeah, me. that's how I learned it, too. Where did you grow up? South Philly. And you? Boston. In a city. Schwinksville. It's a, it's a city thing. <laughs> Seeing somebody from Schwinksville would do that. It's to be a Schwinksville thing. A crooked. <laughs> guys. No. Uh, you might want to look that up. There is some racist background to that. I don't, I don't want I scratched this. Thanks, I mean. Thanks. See what, I, what happens when I, when, I, when I do something for fans, this is what happened. Okay. Thanks to me. I have sprinkles and at Roosters. I might need to get some sprinkles. I only made it there one one day last week. I'm so sorry. Ah, I got the trifecta this 
Sean got the try. I can't have it every. What is the Guinness Book of World Records for doing the trifecta at Ribsters? It's got to be like That's two weeks. In the book it's probably like two weeks at this point. I could easily break that. I think you broke it with two visits. <laughs> <laughs> so Amin says they're Jimmy's. Donna Campbell says they're Jimmy's. We're getting uh, more response for sprinkles than we, we are. are the wet to uh, the face Betty, thing. Betty says sprinkles. Thanks, uh, Betty. Lizette says yeah, that sprinkles. Thanks, I mean, Thanks, you saved us. Uh, Paula says sprinkles. sprinkles. They're sprinkles. Really? They're this sprinkles. is where we're going with this? All right, cool. No, okay. Now we know. Yeah, all I... It's oh, official. That's the most responses we've ever had on anything oh, on the show. All I'm saying is... I just had to make up for the for the sponge to the face yeah, thing. The, the, yeah, we're not even going to say what you called it. So we're just going to move on. Wet smacks to the face. Yeah, we're done with that. Hey, Sean, can you rescue this show with the game? Let's play a little Would You Rather. How about that? So... Here's my first. <laughs> the sponsors are gonna pull their, <laughs> pull their sponsors. The lights are gonna go off. Bad, Christ, first bad week. Christ is gonna turn the lights out on us. Would I got a funny feeling Jason's gonna be here and I won't be next week. <laughs> you taking the week off? Putting you on sabbatical. For I do a week. have surgery coming up this week. We'll pray. We'll pray yeah. for that at the end. Uh, would you rather the aliens that make fir- first contact be robotic or organic? Here we go with this. Robotics. No, that's a good question. That really is a good question. That's it good. is. Like, uh, would you like them to be like? Why do you the say robotic? I say I say robotic because what if you can't like kill them. But no, no. See, you said robotic. Anything robotic, you can do. You can you can damage it. Only thing, and I, the only reason I sound like a nerd. Like only reason why I would say you said though. robotic or what? Organic. Only reason why I would say organic because watching enough movies, they may have some type of alien DNA that help cure people or something like that. But I would say robotic first because. Uh, if Why they do we come always in, assume that they're smarter than us? If, Maybe they just show up and they're like really, you know, not all that bright. Probably because they left the planet they were from to get to this one. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, they were able to make it that far, so obviously. So, so, so we're going to go with organic. So one must believe the answer, or this is just for fun? Nah, it's just for fun. Okay. All right, forget you. You're no uh, I'm going <laughs> to go with organic, I guess. I don't, I don't even know how to answer this. I I'm going to go robotic because, like, what if, like, they're organic and they have some kind of, like, toxic disease that can develop their skin? I'm saying. Like, we have, like I'm going to go robotic. You can find a way. Yeah, COVID-19. Um, we have God. He's organic. What do you think made the aliens? I see. I don't know. I don't want to go down this road. All right. Yeah, 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 all right. Yeah, next yeah, question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Next question. Would you rather the ab- lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? I think I know where Tom's going with I, I want to. I can't read to begin with, so I'm not losing much. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. I'm to change my life, Eddie. I, I like reading, but it's got to be read, yeah. other than speak. Yeah, I'd much rather speak. Than There's audio books out there. Yeah. It's a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. There's audio books. You can yeah. still hear. Right. It's a good excuse, officer. I didn't know it said stop. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Sorry, but that's the only octagon sign out there. Oh, that's funny. All right. Would you rather, this is a Dave question, would you rather have a golden voice or a silver tongue? I got both. That's why I said it's a Dave question. <laughs> uh, what's a silver, silver yeah, what's tongue? A silver is just tongue? Like being, means you can talk really well. You can talk, golden voice, you can sing really well. You can talk really well, you're really like tactful, and you can convince anybody to do anything much, sort of thing. Right, a that's good use car salesman. Yeah. Golden voice, I guess. I said it was you because you can you can fall under both categories. So. I only fall under one category, so and, um, and you pray for the second. And I pray for the so let's talk about that real quick, off like just for, off for a minute. I thought he said off the air, like stop the shit off, 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 like right now. So so 
is it selfish of me? There's two prayers that I think might be selfish, and I want to ask you guys. I sing for a better, I, I pray for a better voice that I can sing better, and the, the second one's weird. I pray that, that, that when I go to heaven, I reunite with my dog that I currently have and spend eternity with him as well next to me. Is that weird? Is that, should I not be praying for stuff like that? You think differently than most people. I'm not necessarily going to call that an insult. That is that's that's it's curious. That's a wonderful thought. Thank you. I'm not gonna answer the question. Let's not even talk about it anymore. Go ahead. (laughs) Apparently everything that I have said so far in the show is just trashed. (laughs) Go ahead, go. Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off your life? So a year off a year off the back end? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take a year off the back end. Be in jail. Get to the cabin earlier. Uh, that's a good point. I think you're I took a year off the back end rather than losing a prime year, but at the same time, I could use a nap. Can I pull? Can I pull? A, can I pull a time? <laughs> can I sleep in in jail? Can, can I pull a time? Uh, what do you pray for? Like I would pull. No, no. You figure, <laughs> you figure with everything that's going on in all of our lives, and you, after giving your testimony, wanting to spread the word even more, think about being in jail where the word might be needed. I changed my mind. So I was going to say the same thing. I changed my mind. How far could you spread the word in a year in jail? I Jay, changed Jay my says mind. The that was the wackest high five ever. Can we get another one, please? I changed my mind. No, 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 no Absolutely, but I changed my mind. That's why I was saying a year in jail. Yes. And also, can you sleep in, in jail? No. no. Why not? You no. Why do you want to sleep? Because I don't sleep now. Neither do I. Carlos said it's a hard question. It is a hard question, but I agree with I was going to go the same way Elijah went with that. You could spread the word a lot easier in jail than because they can't run. And then you still have that extra year at the end that, that you can do it even more. You but you know what? You might earn yourself more years by spreading the word earlier. Just saying. All right. All right. Let's get one more. Our All producer's right. yelling at us. Would you rather? We're, we, don't, we don't do that. that. That's not even part of the show. Getting serious is not something we do. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Oh, that's talk, to talk to animals. Talk to animals. Yeah, don't animals. even need next question. Really? Just talk to animals. All right. Animals. Let's do one more. Make it a good one. Is it? Didn't you say you had a great one? I don't know that I want to ask that question. No, ask uh, it. Ask no. it. Is this, the hey, listen, I just saw? this is Sean right here. Right. If Sean says he doesn't want to ask something, no. he shouldn't ask no. it. No. I'm go. just, listen, I'm warning you now. Right. I right. probably should not ask this question. Get the children away I from pray for my dog. It can't be that bad. Go ahead. Would you rather be married to a 10 with a bad attitude or a 6 with an amazing personality? I'm married to a 10 with a great personality. Uh, me too. So I don't know. So I don't know. It's hard because I got the best of both worlds. As far as the numbers go, personality goes a long way. I would so agree. I wouldn't even care about the number. Like, personality goes a long way. Long way. Amen. That's it. I don't care. I don't date, so it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. Well, you know, I... Don't even go there. You're a 10 with a bad attitude. I am. A All right, so what's, so, what's, <laughs> so what's next? What's next? Next? Before we get yelled at, my brother, mm-hmm. is your story? No, it's not. Oh, dude, you should be on. paying attention wanna, when we do, we do show prayer. Yeah, we do. We do you not write this stuff down on that no. little tiny no, this book is, you this have? Is, this is my prayer book. This is it for sure. Little stuff. tiny post-its. Right. I let you guys handle that. I just do the game. That's it. That's all I'm here for. Okay. All right. So if you weren't paying attention past hi, Sean, did you bring the pizza? We have this whole thing that we do in here, and we have the we have the quote of the day, 
and we have the verse of the day, and then we're doing Elijah's testimony. Is that is that a new pro, is that a new thing segment to the show? We've been doing it every week since we started. Have we? Yeah, you were just sleeping through it. I could have sworn we did my testimony. I picked my own uh, scripture. No, we're getting Elijah said he'd never. Can, can we mute his mic? <laughs> All right. The quote of the day is from a gentleman named Vince Lombardi. I'm not sure who he was. I think he had a hat though. So He's a soccer coach, right? Baseball. I lie. <laughs> I lie. I, I heard it this morning. I thought it was excellent. Gentlemen, we will chase perfection, and we will chase it relentlessly, knowing all the while we can never attain it. But along the way, we shall catch excellence. Which made me think of a uh, uh, Bible verse, which is James one twenty-five. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Speaking of blessings, Elijah, tell us about yourself. All right. The year is 2020. There's a lot going on in my life. There was a, there is a storm that I'm going through. And without having the friends, the family, the church family, the support that I have, it would be extremely tough to go through. So I quit in Tarantino day. I started at the end, but let's go backwards to, wow, to the beginning. Crazy. All right, now. <laughs> that's that noise. <laughs> you are not allowed to do sound effects. Yeah. Is, is that All right. That's the sound effects are going back. So my story is unique. It's not like everybody else's. Um, there's different things that happen. You know, I grew up in South Philly. Um, sorry. You can't, oh, you can't hear me? Oh, right. no. I grew up sorry. in South Philly. He's saying sorry because you grew up in South Philly. Well, just anything Philly. Sorry. <sighs> Hater. Yeah, right. Hater. Philly's the best. But, you know, I grew up, you know, I had um, my sisters, my brother. You know, we uh, had a decent house. We had a pretty... Pretty decent living, pretty fair. You know, things weren't always the best, but my parents definitely tried to make sure they could give us what they could when they could. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church. You know, my father is one of nine. So, you know, my grandfather was a deacon. My grandmother was a deaconess. Like, And some of my uncles to this day still have churches, and they still minister, they still preach, and... You know, as a child, you know why you go to church, because your parents tell you to go to church. So I always went to church because that's what I was, you know, that's what I, that's what we did. But, um, you know, as home life got rocky, you know, things weren't always perfect. Um, we stopped going to church, and it really didn't bother me when we stopped going, it didn't, you know, it really didn't affect me at all that much. How old were you? I want to say probably around 9, 10. If any family members are watching, if you remember me stop coming to St. Paul, then let me know because I can't remember. But, um, I mean, when we when I was there, we had fun. My cousin, my cousin Chris, we were thick as thieves. He was like my brother growing up. He was like another brother growing up. Um, and I mean, we would always have, we would have fun when we were there, but you know, when I stopped going, it really didn't affect me. 
you know, I didn't find myself praying for much because I was a kid, so it really didn't, you know, whatever I got came from my parents. It wasn't a came-from-God type thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so child, so that early on with church and stuff, like, I, we went, you know, Easter, Christmas, you know, those you know those those occasions where us that go all the time we might see a, a new face here and there on those days but you know we were that's that's when we went and um you know fast so it wasn't super bad it wasn't super tough mom had issues dad had you know dad was always working which is i think is why i am the way i am like i never knew my dad to not have less than two jobs there was times he had three you know, there were times where, like I said, the, the childhood wasn't super bad. Like, there were times where, you know, I'll never forget, we had a Christmas one year, and we had my, my younger brother. And I get emotional when I hear this because this is, like, what, this is what a parent is to me, and this is what, and I'm not saying I'm, I was the best child, and sometimes my sister and I, you know, we, we've had our differences, but this was the very first time I looked at my sister and was, like, really, really proud of her. <clears throat> we have a younger brother. Dad lost one of his jobs during Christmas. Bills had to be paid, kind of like, you know, what you were telling me. And um, he came, he pulled me and my sister aside when my brother wasn't around. He said, listen, money's tight right now. Um, you know, I, I want to get you guys stuff, but, you know, your little brother, you know, he's expecting this, he wants that. And me, with no problem, I was like, okay, whatever, fine. How old were you at this point? I had to be about 11. High school? Oh, no, you were no I was, young. we were really young, which is why, you know, that was so this the first. right after you left the church this happened? Kind of, yeah, kind of. Okay. And, you know, and as I got older, I know that um, we may have had, you know, times like that before, and this is why I I don't want to jump ahead, but this is why, to me, family is so important. Yeah. Because if there was a time where, like I said, my father was one of nine. So if any of them ever needed anything, they had all of them to lean on. And I find, to this day, like, family isn't what it used to be, and I pray that it gets back to that. But back to that story, you know, he told, he asked us, he said, I won't be able to get you guys stuff. And we, I was like, okay. But my sister being the oldest and being somewhat spoiled, I was expecting her to get an attitude. And just as fast as I said, okay, she said, that's fine. Mm. And I looked at her and was like, I was like so proud. Is she younger than you? She's or older, than, older me. than you. And I was so proud of I was proud of her. Even at that young age, I was proud of her. And, you know, my dad, I, as a parent, I can imagine how he felt now. You know what I mean? But back then, I was like, all right, that's fine. He still managed to give us like fifty bucks, oh, and we were happy with that. We were we were happy with that. My brother got all his toys, but then um, you know we fast forward to the the next Christmas. You know he's working, he's making you know good money, and I mean he showered us with everything we could have possibly imagined. He said, "I made a promise, and I want to make up for what I didn't give you," and he came through. But for me, my for me, no matter whatever shortcomings my parents may have had, to me they've always come through because if I ever needed to get to them, I, I could. So that was like early on in my life. My mom and dad, they were still together. 
not too sure if things were between them were getting bad, but we were all still together, all still a family, all still in the same house. Um, and we fast forward to 13. 13 was rough. 13 was very, very rough. That was when I hit a really, really dark, dark place in my life because of what happened to me. Some of you know the story, some of you don't. Um, I was at a block party in Philly all day, and, you know, I was with a bunch of friends, and we were there all day, and uh, it became, it got late, the party was over, so I went home. A friend of mine went to my, a friend of mine and myself went to my house, and we always would ride our bikes from South Philly to West Philly. That's what we did. It was fun. We had fun doing it, you know, and um, I went to get my bike, and I had a flat tire. I don't know any kid today that if you say, hey, go get me patches and glue, I don't think they would know what that is. I don't think they would know. But my buddy said, all right, let me go get the patches and glue, and we'll fix your bike. Now, I live, if this is the corner, I'm sorry. Radio show. If this is the corner of my house, but they can see us. Not all, not everybody's this one. Sorry. If there's a corner of the block, my house is literally two houses from the corner. Four-way street, so I ride to the corner, sitting on my flat tire bike, looking for my friend. But everyone from the block party, from the adjacent block, was piling on the corner. And I look before I knew it, it was probably like 30, 40 people on the corner. I'm like, uh, let me move. So I go to back up my bike, cop car, all four directions. Some coming the right way, some coming the wrong way. Literally. We got this phrase, they shut that corner down. Nobody. They, nobody moved. And I'm like, when I say I'm 13, this was, what's the last holiday of the summer? Labor Day? Memorial Day. Labor Day. I have no idea. Memorial Day. Memorial Day weekend is when this was. So, so like, I just turned 13 in May. Like, I'm, I'm a brand-new teenager. So I'm like, all right, cops not talking to me when they say nobody moved. I'm going to go to my step. I'm two two steps down from my, you know, two houses down from my house. I'm going to my step. Um, yeah, because you're a 12-year-old. You're thinking the cops right. are talking not, to you. Exactly. Right, exactly. Like, I'm like, they're not talking to me. I'm, I'm still a kid. So I go to go to my step, and I hear the, you, on the bike, get over here. And I'm not the only one on the bike, so I'm like, mm, he's not talking. You, get over here. And I turn around, and he's like, get over here. I'm like, all right. So I get up, I get off the bike, and I'm like, I'm telling him, I'm like, I'm, I'm 13. What are you doing? Yeah, right. Me too, because I guess I looked older. So um, he put me on the hood of a hood of the police car, me and two other guys. And you know, they're patting us down, and I, I, I get to see my sister's face like in the crowd, and I said, you know, go get. I was like, go, go get dad. Like, go get daddy. Like, you know. Wow. And um, yeah, I was 13. I called him daddy. I did. I was like, go get daddy. And she ran and got my father. And now when I think of this part, it scares me. Because with everything that's going on, you know, with the shootings and the the racial stuff, my father came out the house 
with just his underwear on. And he ran towards the car. And was like, hey, that's my son. With his underwear on, and the first thing the cop did was reach for his gun. Wow. He didn't pull it, but that didn't dawn on me till maybe like three years ago that just that quick my father could have been gone. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but they held him back. He was trying to get information from the cops. They wouldn't tell him. Um, they ended up putting me and these three other guys, these two other guys, in the police wagon. Shut the door, put us in the police wagon. Did you even know what they were looking I for? Did, I had no uh-huh. clue. No clue, because I was at the block party all day. So when they put me in the paddy wagon, I'm like, I've seen enough movies, so I know what's about to happen. I'm like, they're about to take us somewhere and beat the snot out of us <laughs> and leave us there. And... The guy, like I saw, I actually saw one of the guys that was in the pan, in, in the police truck with, like two years ago on a beach in Wildwood, and that was one of the first things we 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 talked about. But one guy was in there; he was playing with his handcuffs and pulling his his cuffs to the front, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna beat us even more! Like I was nervous. Not gonna pretend that I was like, oh, whatever. It's a, no, no, no. I was nervous. So they're driving, we're moving around, sliding around. And the van stops, and the doors open, and I see the red word emergency. So we're at an emergency room at the hospital, and I'm like confused, like what are we doing here? And I see an it officer. It's convenient though if they are going to beat you. This is true. This is true. But I see a doctor, two officers, a mother. Or an adult and another child, which looked like it was my, it looked like mother, it was mother and son. I come to find out. Wait, did they tell your dad when they were taking you? They didn't tell my they didn't tell my parents anything, and um, he looked in the, he looked back there. The lights were out. I'm already dark as it is, and the lights were out, and I'm in the corner like you know what's going on. And he clear as day. Looked back, and he said, "Him, he did it." Who said that? The, the boy that was standing next to his mom. He pointed at me and said he did it. And the first, I did what? Did what? He shot my brother. 13. He shot my brother. My jaw dropped. No, I know nobody's behind me, but I'm like, what? And they were like, all right, thanks. And they shut the doors. Now I'm nervous. I'm like, what's about to happen? Like, what's about to happen? And I ended up going to a police station where they took my belt, they took the shoelaces, they had me in a cell. It was freezing. Like, I'll never forget, it was freezing. I'm walking around, you know, trying to stay warm and they're in there playing with their golf clubs and swinging their baseball bats. And I'm like, it's cold. And they're like, sit down, like pointing at said, sit down. Whatever. All right, fine. So I sit down and I don't know what's going to happen next. No idea what's going to happen next. So they take me from the police station to the roundhouse, where they, I guess, it would be booking, like central booking, whatever. And I got fingerprinted. I got mug shots taken. I got all this stuff. And they shoved me in a, they shoved me in a, 
I wouldn't even call it a cell. It was like a room that I wouldn't be able to get out of. And it was so small that I could not take two full strides from wall to wall. But the door had a little window in it. And, of course, I'm sitting and I'm nervous. I'm trying to figure out, like, what. I, only thing I keep thinking about is what's next, what's next, what's next. Um, I then hear a voice that sounded familiar, and I happened to look out the door, and I saw my sister. So I'm, like, banging on the door, banging on the door, like, yo, yo, I'm over here, I'm over here. And I hear my sister say, there he is right there. Well, here it is. The guys at the, at the, the officers at the desk, told them, oh, we already sent him to the Youth Study Center. He's not here. He's gone already. Told them, about told them that I was already gone, even though I was right behind them. Told them that I wasn't there. Um, so they were like, oh, you know, well, I guess we got to open the door now. So they opened the door, and there st- and this was by now, this was probably like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. And um, there was my mom my dad, my sister. Never knew the importance of a lawyer until that night because they were like, all I heard was my mom and she was, God rest her soul, my mom was so loud. She was like, no public defender over here. No public defender. They had a lawyer there, that like right there. And I was like, all right, okay. But what they told me, what my mom and dad told me was, they was like, listen, it's a holiday weekend. Everything's closed Monday. You might not see a judge until Tuesday, Wednesday. <clears throat> In front of them, it's a weekend. I was like, all right, okay, no problem. It's a weekend. They'll get this sorted out. I'll be back, and we'll handle it. It's a weekend. i am be gone for a couple of days. No no biggie. 13 years old, no biggie. No biggie. <laughs> on, the outside, on the outside, on the outside, no biggie. Because I know my mom was worried, and... This was one of those things where, again, you can have siblings and you guys can constantly be at their throat. But if you take one of them away, that's not good for the other one. You know what I mean? So, you know, my sister was torn. She was, she was, she couldn't eat, she couldn't sleep. But I'm thinking, a couple days, I'll be, I'll be done. I'll be out of here. That couple days, <clears throat> to this day. I cannot remember how long I was there. I wasn't there for like years or anything like that, but I would definitely say weeks, but I can't remember how long I was there because every day I woke up, I thought, is this the day I go home? Is this the day I go home? I mean, I had the lawyer coming in, questioning me, asking me questions, and at 13, the lawyer said, is there anything else I can do for you? You can give me the beep out of here. Like he, he was asking you questions about a situation that you had nothing to do with? Right. Like, he was trying to he was trying to say whatever because he knew. Did he know he, you were, that you didn't do it? Or he was yeah, just doing Yeah, he, he was, was just doing his job. He, he knew the severity. He knew the severity of the situation. But he, I guess he was trying to ease my mind with that. Do you want playing cards? Do you want shit? I don't want to play games. I'm in a youth study center where you lock me down at night. I can't leave my room. I have to ask to go to the bathroom. I have to worry about, back then there was a project called Richard Island in North Philly. There was a guy from Richard Island feuding with an Italian guy from South Philly, and the Italian guy from South Philly is like, 
you from South Philly. You good. You good. You good. And I'm just like, I'm glad I'm good. You know what I mean? But I stayed away from everybody. I, I watched a lot of TV, so I stayed away from everybody. I didn't want to be bothered with anybody. You know, I didn't want to shower with everybody. I was, I just didn't want to. I didn't want to be bothered. You thought that was you were in there for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. And um, the only thing, like, and I'll fast forward through that because the time in there, like, I, I really can't remember. I, I, I just can't remember it. Um, and now that I'm telling this again, I cannot remember praying once. No, that's deep. I cannot remember Let me ask you praying. A question. I know yeah. questions are at the end, but you're at this point where where you're you're 13, you're locked up, you don't remember praying at all. Um, and before you were, you grew up in the Baptist church, kind of mm-hmm. on and off, on and off. Then when you were 9, 10, you left church. So my question is, before 13, you actually accepted Christ into your yes. life? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. But it's one of those things, like, I hate to say this, but like, like, like out of sight, out of mind. If I'm not yeah. there at church all Stop the time, it's not, you know, even though everybody and everybody else in my family, like, still goes. But, um, so, we come to sentence, sentencing. And this was the very first time I've ever heard my father weep. Like, he wept. We were in the courtroom. <clears throat> and the judge said a few things, and my mother went out to get to smoke a cigarette. And she ran into a female cop out there. The female cop was a cop that actually walked the beat in my neighborhood. I did not know her, <clears throat> but when I would catch the bus in the morning, I would see her walking by because I caught the bus right in front of a bar that opened up at 6 o'clock in the morning on a weekday. And I would see her, and I was always taught to respect law enforcement. So she would walk by. I would say, good morning, man. Good morning. Good morning. She was like your height, too. She was nice. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I would say good morning. And the good mornings started to turn into conversations, like full-blown conversations. So she got to know my name, who my parents were, where I went to school, what I did after school, how I made sure that, you know, the elderly people in my neighborhood, if it was snow, my dad told me, if it's snow, you shovel it. You don't ask for money. If they want to go to, they want something from the store, you get their money for the store. If they try and pay you, you don't take it. You know, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do good deeds for people. When my mother went out to smoke a cigarette, she ran into this cop. Now, now I realize that that was nobody but God. She ran into this cop and, you know, she said, you know, Mrs. Griffin, what are you doing here? The my mom said, explained to her what was going on. And this cop was like, she was like, no, 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 let's go. Let's go. She barged in the courtroom with my mom and told the judge, you got the wrong kid. She said, you got the wrong kid. She said, now that I see who you have, I know exactly who it is you're looking for. Oh, wow. They favor each other a lot. I know where this guy hangs out at. But you have a kid who comes from a good family, who has an after-school job, who goes to school, who takes care of his neighborhood, who helps out. Who, she just started rattling things off. 
And clearly he wanted the conviction, but when you have a sworn officer stating these facts in a courtroom in front of people, he has to take it into consideration. So I ended up getting out of there with probation. And eventually they came to the conclusion that I had nothing to do with it. Because I didn't. I had nothing to do with it. But just that time I was there changed me. Once I got out, it was cigarette smoking, weed smoking, um, just not caring. And then close to that. You know, as you're talking, I'm having this thought, you know, if I was 13 years old and they're calling me a criminal, even though I've lived this good life, I do have this idea that I'd be like, you know what, screw them. If they, they're going to say I'm a criminal, if they're going to accuse me of all this stuff, why don't I just be that? No. Yeah, I could see that. No. I mean, I could see, I could see that too, but that, you kind of jumped ahead, but that situation, I'm not going to say after that I was a complete angel, but that situation right there was like, going left is not a big option. You know, like like I said, I was smoking, I did some things, and it was... um. It was dark because not too long after that, mom and dad started to have a problem. They started breaking up. So I was angry. I was overly aggressive. You couldn't say one thing to me without me wanting to fight. You know, I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't in a good place at all. And um, even still, you know, now I know that Christ was with me, but. I wasn't like, God, please help me. Like, you know, why me? What's going on? And, um... You said you started doing this stuff after you got out. Yeah. Were you angry? Or were you just I, cold? I just, or were I, you just... I was partially cold, and I just didn't know what to do. I just I just, I just, just didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know what to do because I felt... Because when I got out, I was on probation. And they had, like, an ankle bracelet, one of those ankle bracelet things, on me. And I would go to school and take gym, and you had to wear your uniform. Oh, wow. And you got this big thing on your ankle, and people making fun. And if I get into a fight, then that beeper is defining me being a criminal. So it's like I got to bite my tongue. I got to try and lay low key. And you know, people coming up asking me, oh, what'd you do? Like, none of your business. Like, that frustrated me. Wow. It frustrated me. Um, and I didn't realize it what could have happened because once I got out on probation, started catching a bus, coming home from school, I would get on a bus and there was this guy that would just stare at me. Never noticed, never noticed it, but I would just, he would just stare at me and it was a cold stare. School bus? No, the public transportation. And it was a cold stare. Like, like a villainous type stare, like he was like my like my nemesis, for some reason, and I did not know why he was staring at me. This happened three days in a row, and I just got a funny feeling the next day, and I said, I'm "Not getting on that bus, I'm not getting on that bus. I'm a walk home. Something's not right about that guy." Halfway home, you know who that guy was? It's the same guy that pointed me out in the back of the paddy wagon at the hospital. So if I was actually the person who did that, that could have been that could have been game over for me. And I'm being from the inner city, it 
it, it sucks that it took me that long to figure it out, you know, because I'm always aware of what's going on around me. But never expecting to run into somebody like that. But, you had something to say? Oh, I that something. But, um, you know, and that was, that was a dark time. Fast forward through that, not much really happened. But then my mom got sick. This is probably like, I'm probably like 20, 20 something by now. My mom got sick. She beat it. She beat cancer. And she really, she really, really got into church. And she was, um, okay. And she was saying, you know, she would always tell me, you should go to church. I know. She would always say, you should go to, you should come to church. You should come to church. For what? For what? You know, all the stuff that happened to me, I, at this time, I would I would pray, but I'm like, my excuse was, why do I have to go to church? I can pray when I wake up. I can pray when I walk out the door. Like, why do I have to? She would always say, fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. That word really didn't mean anything to me because, to me, it was just a ploy to pull me into church. Fellowship didn't mean anything. But she got really into church. She got really into the word. And she would always tell me, always tell me, you should go to church, you should go to church. So she was getting sick off and on. And because she always would come out on top whenever she got sick, I didn't think it was, I didn't think much of it. But about five years ago, I lost her to cancer. She would always, she would always tell me before she passed, you know, you should start going to church. You should start going to church. And I'm like, Mom, I don't need to go. I'm still saying I don't need to go, even though God has been watching out for me all these years. I don't need to go. I don't need to go. People pray for me. I'll pray when I need to pray. I'm fine. She passed, and one of the first things I thought to do to honor her was to start coming to church and once I got once I started coming back to church it felt like home is that this church that's this church that's this church I didn't I'm sorry I left one thing out one of one of the other main reasons why I didn't like going to church because if you go from church to church you find I'm just going to say it you find a lot of hypocritical people a lot of judgmental people and I was not a fan of people talking behind other people's back that was probably the main thing that kept me out of going to church because I did not want to be a part of that which is why I love us because now you know we say things, but we confront each other and we get it out in the open. We've never confronted each other. Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, wait. <laughs> Intervention. <laughs> but, you know, Pastor Pete, I have to say one good thing to him about him, and then we can start trashing him. But I have to, but, you know, he has this weird knack for, like, noticing, you know, certain people. Like, he, he can tell that I wanted to come in, but I didn't know how to come in. And he made that transition very easy for me. It started with dodgeball, bringing the kids to dodgeball. Then I'm volunteering. And then he's pretty much like, hey, you know, whenever you want to come to service, you're more than welcome. 
And one day I started coming to service. I never wanted to force my kids to go to church. I always wanted them to ask questions first so then they can learn about so then they can you know, I can help them figure it out. So then my son started asking questions, then he started coming to church, then we all started to come to church as a family, which I thought was amazing and I didn't see ever really happening. Excuse me. But once I started coming to church, I realized that all those years I was turning my back on God. I wasn't acknowledging the things that that he made possible for me through that time. I could have ended up staying in jail. You know, the few times we got busted for joyriding, that could have been, I could have been 18 at the time, and that could have put me in jail and have a criminal record. The, um, you know, the first two times God spared my mom's life, I didn't acknowledge that. I didn't take, I didn't take that time and say thank you. But I say now that I don't have her and I'm going through things, I say thank you more than ever. More than ever. Like, there's been so many people in my life now that don't want to see me fail, that want to make sure I keep my faith, that want to make sure that they're there for me whenever I need them. That's God's work. That's the Lord's work. So speaking of that, Pete just commented, he said, that God told him he was your pastor, it was that simple. God never said that to him before or since or before that he had spoken that clearly that he needed to be your pastor. And I'll take a minute. I, it was, it, for, 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 for Pete, it was just something about his joyfulness with the church and being hands-on and, you know, he knows, like, if you don't want to be bothered with church talk and we're at dodgeball, he'll say something to you. And if you're like, yeah, uh-huh, then he's like, all right, I'm moving right along. You're not ready. He's like, you're not, he's like, you're not ready. He said, I can be patient. He's like, I can be patient. I can be patient. But he, I don't know. He just knew, he knew I was ready and he knew with me he could nudge a little harder because he knew he knew I needed that, and he knew I probably wasn't going to fight it. I hate to say something nice about Pastor Pete, too, but I'm going to. I'm going to interrupt right here. Wow. You guys are starting to hurt my feelings. Well, he's leaving for vacation this week. I think he might not come back. We need him to come back so he can be a punching bag, don't we? Oh, this is true. This is true. But you know what I was thinking about this week with all of us? I see it at dodgeball. You, you bring him in up. With, with Pastor Pete, and I see him when we're walking down the street, when we're at the coffee shop. He engages so many people. Mm-hmm. And you're right, he has that sensor of, does this person, is this person ready for the next question or the next question? And it's all serious. It's not a sales pitch right. with him. But the, the thing that he does, um, I was thinking about, I said, I was looking around a couple Sundays ago at everybody at this church. I said, man, Pete brought that person here, and Pete brought that person in, and Pete brought that person in. You know why? You know why? why he catches so many fish? Why? Because he goes fishing every day. <laughs> praise him every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You praise him every day, then you Yeah, yeah you he goes fishing every day, and he knows what a nibble feels like, and he knows when a fish isn't ready to get on the hook yet, and he knows when to reel him in. I like that analogy. 
I that was pretty. Did you come up with it? I did. You came up. That's that's my gift. You. I come up with an I'm analogy. That was <laughs> one of those morsels that Pastor Pete was talking about at the meeting. I tell Melissa, and she's like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, I got. I got. You appreciate. I got two pretty, pretty, pretty close friends. Two pretty cool people. Two pretty cool brothers. That both have a wife named Lisa. Yeah. I think it's the wife. Can I ask you an inappropriate question? Sure. Are they black? No. Really? Absolutely not. Because Lisa tells me that every Lisa Duncan she's ever met is black. <sighs> she said even when she started working at one job, I won't say which job, but they they just they have her classified as a black person. I won't change it. <laughs> Lisa cast a wider net because there's other. But look on Facebook, nine out of ten. <laughs> I try to stay off of Facebook, okay. except for this show. No, you and stay post, off of and Facebook post bad for music. This show. And post bad music, <laughs> but you know that's and then it, it like falls like when I full circle it brings me to this church and the people here. I met the pastor, the pastor's family. Everybody has been so warm, so inviting that I get excited about coming to church. I get excited about volunteering at the events, and I know my mom is like. Why didn't you just do this when I was here? We could have went together, and that bothers me too. Nah, that we could have went she, together. She's not saying that. No, she's no, she's no. I know my mom. She's she's happy that I'm <laughs> she's happy that I'm going, that I'm coming to church, and nah, I'm engaging. She's smiling. I don't but know your mom. She's, but she's like, smiling. but you gotta know she's got to be ready for you when you get to. Oh yeah. Gate, oh yeah. Running toward you. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then when she gets to you, she might give you a big hug and say, "No, we could have gone together." True. <laughs> you might get a wet smack True. in the face. But oh god. <laughs> But that. Oh, there's a first for the show. Spirits moving. There was a trimmer. No, That's what that was. There was a trimmer. Yeah, you're supposed to be sitting here. No, I don't want to sit too close to you. But I'm sorry, Thomas. <laughs> but um, you know, but that is the part of my testimony that I can give you. Tomorrow is a new day. There's bigger and better things ahead of me and I say better because I am a child of God and he will only make sure that what he puts in my life is going to be something I can learn from and grow from and I'm I'm, I'm blessed to still be here I'm blessed to have the people around me and you know, that's that's pretty much it right now that's awesome man so thank you for listening any questions? Because I saw you writing stuff. Uh, I think I was asking him as I went. I don't have much. I have one. Yes. Because uh, it's, it's the wow question. So, at a young age, when you were seven or eight, you accepted mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. And then you went into a dark time in your life. Mm-hmm. Turned your back on God for a while. And then you found the Royceford Church of the Nazarene. Mm-hmm. And you started coming back to church. Was there a point when you said, God, forgive me, I'm sorry, I'm glad you're back in my life, and repented for the last whatever years of your life? Uh, I can't remember the date. It doesn't have to be. Actually, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I have kneeled and prayed a lot. But the storm I mentioned early on, has forced me to pray and ask for forgiveness for everything that's happened before before 
up to this point because I'm telling I'm thinking to myself clearly I wasn't doing something right, you know, in your eyes. Or this is just your lesson to show me, yo, you you forgot about me. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm over here. Like, come on. You know what I mean? So just recently, I'd say probably the start of this year, the start of this year, I would say I – uh, I definitely fell to my knees in the um, upstairs in in the uh, sanctuary. In the sanctuary, middle of the aisle, just like like take the pain away. I'm sorry, you know what did I do, you know? But listen, I ask for forgiveness every single day of my life. I do too, because I think of some some every day of my life really some stuff. Have, yeah. But I ask for forgiveness for you too. Thank every you. Single day. I need everybody to pray for me every single day of your life. How did you how did you get from South Philly to Royersburg? Hmm. Yeah. South Philly all right, so it was South Philly, Indiana, Pennsylvania. No, it was South Philly, Mount Airy, Indiana, Pennsylvania, South Philly, Pottstown, Phoenixville. Rory's that yeah, sense. that's how most people get yeah, here. Yeah, that's how most people get here. Yeah. That's the most direct route. <laughs> <I've ever heard. laughs> Did you play any sports in high school? I played basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You're a bench warmer. <laughs> you yeah, know what? I'll never forget. I'll never forget. There was there was one year where I was playing JV. I was playing JV, and the coach had cut me from varsity. And I was I didn't want to play JV because I just thought I was way better than you know. And the coach <laughs> cut me. Well, here it is. I'm tearing JV up, and the playoffs for varsity roll around. And the varsity coach comes to the JV coach and said, hey, man, you know, it's playoff time. I, I need your two best players. And the coach is like, you cut one of them. So, you know, he's like, uh, dude can rebound. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I ended up, so they ended up moving me up, you know, for that. But um, for JV that year, I ended up getting the MVP trophy. I got several MVP <laughs> trophies, actually. I was robbing all day but could score. I can't, all day. I can't wait to play with you. All day. It won't be a fair game. Yeah, Anything else? I do, I do have a question for you. Did you ever see that officer again? Female officer I did not, that? and you know what? I did not, and for as easy as I can talk about it now, it's ten times harder for me to try and research that because of all the bad stuff that came out of it. Like, I don't, like, I know I was 13, so I can pinpoint the summer. They couldn't put my name in the paper because I was a minor. Right. How old are you now? 41. So you were born in 79? Yes. So that's 80, 92-ish, 91, 92. About that, yeah. yeah. So I graduated high school in 92. All right, Pops. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, that was, you know, I... She was a she was a guardian angel. Oh, without a no, that's just it. I didn't. So that's a, to me that's one of those one of those God things. You yeah, she was life, just for that moment. They, they changed your, the, mo- the trajectory of your life, and then you never see them. Because when I did my testimony, which I don't know if you heard, because I was the, no, I so didn't. It was like four this, years ago. No yeah, it was like forever ago. It was like back when we started, it was back <laughs> in like the Stone Age. Um, 
But I had a situation like that where somebody entered my life and then I never saw them again. Yeah, it was weird. It's crazy how God does that sometimes. It, that bothers me. But I don't want to go back and look that because it, it's just. Yeah, it's pretty painful. Yeah. So, guys, uh, I know a bunch of you have posted um, comments for prayer. Um, I, I don't want to butcher this name, so I'm going to have you look at it real quick. Who, uh, me? Yes, it's your cousin, so I don't want to butcher this name. Rachman. Okay, I would have definitely butchered <laughs> that name. Um, that, actually, that's the reason why I moved to Pottstown. He bought, yeah, he bought a house out here, and he was like... He helped him move? I helped him move. <laughs> I, ended up being, I ended up being like a nanny. Because I was helping him around, I was helping him around the house, like him and his wife. Like his wife had, um, you know, she was in the medical field, and I helped, like I was helping, like fix stuff and yeah. paint stuff and all that other stuff. That's not a nanny. That's not a nanny yeah, but I, but the kids were still in school in Philly, so I was like occasionally driving back to school during the day. But yeah, he's the reason why I'm here. That's not a nanny. All right, I'm a, hand, a handy nah, nanny. We'll go with nanny. Yeah, we'll call it nanny. A handy nanny. All right, nanny. All right, so, guys, if there's any more prayer requests, please feel free to post them. Uh, I'm going to run around the table real quick. Dave, you got anything this week? You know, it's every day I keep thinking about and praying about um, our world right now. I'm just, did, I, did I steal your... You steal yeah, your thunder? Get out of my head. Get out of my head. I'm just... I just keep, See, that's why we put you two together over there. Yeah. I just keep that's seeing more... I just keep seeing more hate, and there's so much divisiveness... There's so many problems, and I'm trying to keep myself in a headspace where, you know, just preach love and be love. And uh, but I just, you know, just pray for the church specifically that we can do ministry and get along, and uh, just keep the divisiveness out. And then maybe we could teach the world that. Just a small prayer to change the world. Just to change the world. Yeah. I don't know if that's in my spiritual gifting, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Tom, what do you got? Oh, man. So, you know, uh, I, I would like to pray for the world. Um, I'm not going to get into the uh, the whole Specifics. virus thing going on, but uh, I want to keep those small businesses out there in your prayer again because, Absolutely. you know, numbers seem to be going up, and, and I don't know what's going to happen with, with a lot of things. So I, so I just want to keep those, those small businesses. Family. That's that's it. Family. Pray because today's families are so different, you know. But family is important, and I just pray for family and structure. Jay, you got anything you want to chime in with on there? You got to wait twenty seconds now. Yeah, no. Well, I'm going to talk anyway. So. Um, so we have had, uh, we're going to pray for you, Tom. Obviously, you got surgery coming up this week. Uh, we're going to keep that in prayer for sure. Um, um, Bev actually specifically asked for it. Thanks, Bev. I appreciate that. So, are, you getting t- are they making you taller? Yeah, so they're going to hang me upside down from a bar and stretch my They do have, like, leg extensions. Get yeah, your knees extensions. done. Yeah. Remember the movie White Chicks? Like, so oh, yeah, get your knees done. Oh. My kneecaps are going to look like this instead. <laughs> you remember that? They can just put, like, U-bolts in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, when you said White Chicks, I could think I was thinking of Terry Crews in the car singing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making my way down to... Yeah, okay. I just guy. watched a video of him doing that He's, again, he's, he's got a great story. If you guys he does. He does. He has an amazing does. story. Yeah, yeah. Who's the... Anybody think we can get him to come on the show? We probably could. That's the kind of guy live? that he is. 
Is he on the east coast or west coast? He's on the left coast. We don't, we, have, we don't have a bunch road of trip. people out. He's a Seattle oh, road, road trip. We have a we're going to go We got we better leave tonight. Right, we gotta, it's right, going to take a minute to get there. We got to wrap it up. All right. Somebody <laughs> back there throwing gang signs. We gotta... <laughs> gang signs. <laughs> wow. All right. Guess we got no more prayer requests, so let's do this then. It's <laughs> shiny. Father God, we want to thank you as always, for giving us an opportunity to do the things that we love for you. Father, you were with us this week as we went through an issue here together, and we realized just how much we love doing this for you, to bring you glory. Whatever our differences are, you are so much bigger than that. So I know that in the world today, all the issues going on, all the hatred going on, all the health issues going on, all the division going on, Lord, you are so much bigger than that. That's right. Turn hearts back to you. Because when we focus on you, none of that stuff matters anymore. There is too much love and forgiveness and mercy and grace in you for any of that to be important. So, Father, open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds. We need revival in this world today. We need hearts turning back to you, Lord. We need feet and hands on the ground moving for Christ. That's right. Lord, we can't do it on our own. We're not strong enough. We admit that. We acknowledge that. So we're asking. We're praying. We're boldly proclaiming that you can change what's going on in this world. In that, Lord, I want to pray for our brother Tom this week. We know that you are the great healer. Guide the doctors. Bring him through this surgery so he can continue to do the things. Because, Lord, this isn't the only thing that he does. This is not the only lives that he touches for you, Lord. And we know you will continue in that. We pray for Betty's health. We're going to pray for families, Lord. Because you are the Father. You are the example. Teach us as fathers to be like you, Lord. So that we can strengthen our families. We can solidify our families. Teach us to teach our families about you, Lord. And Lord, for any unspoken requests this week, We know, you know, we don't know, you know exactly what each and every one of us needs, Lord. Whether we we can say it, we can't say it, you know it. So hear that, Lord, and show those blessings. Even if they aren't exactly how we expect it, we know that it's how we need it. 
in order to fulfill your plan, Lord. I ask that you would bless everybody here with renewal, with a softening of a heart, and everybody listening would look to see just one small blessing and in turn be a small blessing to somebody else. Lord, we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And so Pete had to throw in there that I am preaching this Sunday. So if you're watching here, feel free to go on to the Royals for Nazarene page. Self-promotion. You, you, you need to start paying attention during our, pro, during our production. Meetings. Oh, you guys going to say something about it? Yeah, it's coming up in the next thing, man. I know. So this, has been, been, to it. this has been the 16th episode of The Prodigal Sons. Join us next week for the 17th episode. We're going to be talking about our attitudes. Are we talking about attitudes? The attitudes. We're talking about the B, the B attitudes. Our <laughs> attitudes. So the B attitudes and how we can change. Cool. Yeah, Sermon on the Mount. We're going to be talking about some B attitudes. Uh, also on Sunday, this Sunday at the Royers Ford Church, the Nazarene. If you haven't heard. Or, uh, well, how would they have heard? Uh, true. I don't even know why I said yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know how they would have heard. It's the first time it's ever been said. Yeah. Um, either on Facebook at Royers Ford RC Naz, or actually, here's a thought. Show up. Show up. <laughs> Come see it live. We got we got a special preacher. Uh, we uh, special we, is the is the key term. We, there. Apparently, the church emptied the treasury and got a really <laughs> special special <laughs> preacher in this uh, this Sunday. Uh, Sean Conroy, yeah. missionary all the way from Birdsboro. Yeah. All the way from <laughs> I don't know about emptying the treasury, but I'll be here. So be here. so we have that on Sunday, and then we have the 17th episode of Prodigal Sons next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, thanks for joining us again one more time if uh, you know you want to listen to us on the way to work or in the car or you want to punish your kids and, and turn us on you can do that on uh, Spotify YouTube Apple Music or wherever you get your favorite podcasts thanks a lot have a great week everybody see ya love you all Bye. Yeah, have a good week